0: Hey there, you got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them. When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best. Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach, and let's build that million-dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million-dollar pipeline
1: challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people. Highlighting how the different generations of today the Boomers, Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Blue Collar BS with Brad and Steve. I am Brad, and I have my co-host, Steve, here bright and early this uh, Friday morning for our recording as we are in the holiday shutdown week. Thank you, Steve, for taking some time out so we can get some things
1: recorded and
0: continue bringing this spectacular content across the globe as we we're discussing pre-show
1: right no problem no problem at all right pre-show
0: we are uh looking at our stats and things we have covered we've been listened to in 25 percent of the countries across the world which is pretty spectacular yeah, pretty impressive you start thinking about how we started this show and our reluctance to do it right and Complete all the reasons reluctance. why <laughs> all the reasons why oh all the oh this and that and what about, what about this? How I don't have the that? microphone and I don't have know how to produce it. And we can't do this. And how right? we gave up all the freaking excuses in the world mm-hmm. as to why, which kind of leads us into today's topic yeah. of breaking down some of those barriers, both individually and professionally along the way. So mm-hmm. today's topic, sir, is
1: intrapreneurship,
0: intrapreneurship.
1: Yeah. So. Think about it like this. So we, we spend a lot of time talking to entrepreneurs. So they are people that have identified problems and are out in the world solving those problems with their own processes, their products, their services, things like that. But when we talk intrapreneurship, um, these are actually employees within an established business that are acting as entrepreneurs. So when we think, when we dive a little deeper, these are the people that they innovate, they drive initiatives and they take risks, but they are all within the confines of a standard organization or the four walls of a business, if you will. Um, yes. And, and the reason for this
0: topic is uh, as today's episode that we're, that released here episode, I think it's 80, we were talking about Gen X and a gentleman on LinkedIn Commented saying, "Hey, I can't wait to listen to this episode," because he'd worked for large organizations and Gen Gen X was taught to go get a job, go do your thing, go retire. And if you want to do the consulting thing at the end of life, because you didn't want to work anymore, you want a different lifestyle, then great, go go be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And he said, "Well, hopefully you guys talk about entrepreneurship." And I'm like, "Mm, "Yeah, we don't talk about it, but yet we both live that life Mm -hmm. inside large organizations to do that." And he's talking about skilled trades in his comment back to me about how if some of these larger organizations, these larger maybe union organizations and or privately held organizations that are going to allow individuals to take risks, do things, maybe we wouldn't have so many people going off on their own and watching a lot of small businesses come out and fail in five years because they they know how to do the thing, but they – aren't necessarily risk takers or salespeople mm-hmm. to keep their business to thrive. And, and I'm like, Oh, this could be a very interesting topic. So tell me about your, uh, your skunk works entrepreneurship program that you were working on when you were at uh, the large truck parts yeah. manufacturing
1: organization. Yeah. So we kind of, we looking at different ways to manufacture gears and we knew that the, the mainstream, it's, it's, uh, it's been done this way for hundreds of years, right? You can hob them,
0: you can mag mm-hmm. them, you can uh, yep. see and see them now, which five axis, pretty, you know, which is always interesting, but it's yep. a whole other story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we were looking at different ways, we knew that we couldn't just go find a manufacturer to go m- to make these components the way we needed to. Because we were challenging kind of the status quo of how we always manufactured them. They were traditional carburizing, uh, carbonitriding. They were uh, induction heated in the traditional sense. So we had to come up with different ways. So we actually created a small sub team within our group to actually go evaluate and create different ways to manufacture stuff. And then. So the, when we put it into three phases, it was, you know, phase A was the the idea generation phase where we had to actually come up with what are the ideas that we're going to do? Using all these big fancy terms. No, I'm not. Inside big
0: organizations, all nope. this, all nope. this lean manufacturing. Oh, idea phase. Lean uh, we generation just to phase. the idea
1: phase. What, what is it? So, you know, anytime you plan, it's you know, we can have all these great ideas, but what are the what are the the few that are seem somewhat tangible that we can actually then go into phase B with and actually create prototypes with rather quickly and quickly was something within a year that we could actually create prototypes, mock it up, refine it, redo it and keep reiterating until we can get to phase C, which is pre-production. OK, and. You know, we, we kept it simple that way. And what we had found was there were some things that we were really trying to challenge status quo. We were looking at how we could take 60% of mass out of gears for large commercial applications to reduce weight and still be able to drive power, the same level of power.
0: Get the power out of it. And don't forget about life cycle. Unless Absolutely. you're in the parts business,
1: you, you right? Uh, if we you did take have an aftermarket department and uh, you know division, and well, let's just say we tried to stay out of there <laughs> <laughs> with our Skunk Works programs, because that's always the
0: the fun part. Because yeah, I can take the weight, I can drive the power.
1: So it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Um, we actually did create some, um, but if
0: you you got you got to make sure you drive the drive the right power, drive the right expected mm-hmm. life cycle. Because if you start doing that, your customers who are accustomed to bulletproof almost all the time, yep. and now all of a sudden you do something different and their perception is it fails. Right? Maybe it fails in nine years instead of nine and a half years. Oh my God, they redesigned mm-hmm. this and it's just a piece of shit. Dude, it still lasted Mm -hmm. nine freaking years. Expected useful life is probably five. So we're already four, you know, almost two X greater than expected life cycle, guys. So stop it.
1: Yeah. But you would have to have the ability to challenge that status quo, to challenge what is acceptable versus not acceptable, to challenge, you know, is four times projected life cycle too much versus two times projected life cycle. Is that okay? Is that okay from a company standpoint?
0: Ask your, wa- ask oh, your washing machine guys right. and your dishwasher guys, right? The, and refrigerator, mm-hmm. all your appliance folks that were, you know, or hot water heaters. There's, there's a reason hot water heaters are only last 10 years. Cause Correct. they're designed to last 10. Years.
1: Correct. So, but without the, having a skunk works group in organizations like that. Um, it really hampers innovation and creativity on how we actually try to challenge that status quo, do things differently. Otherwise we're just, we're iterating versus making leaps and bounds. So it's very interesting when we take that concept and we take it out of the corporate world and we put it into the blue collar space, you know, very, very simply
0: the 30 man plumbing organization that might be led by a younger gen gen Xer that you claim to be <laughs> like yourself, right? You may have worked for an organization for five, 10 years, uh, said, you know, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the politics. I'm tired of the bullshit. And then you went out on your own and said, okay, great. I'm going to go do my own thing. And now you got your 10, 15 guys. What are some of the ways we can get that owner to, uh, foster, that, that entrepreneurship that led him to go out mm-hmm. to be acceptable for his team to go do the same, same things that he did, even though he's not doing
1: them, but somebody else is, and it might not be his way. Correct. And that's the, uh, the very first part is recognizing the impact of the employees that you brought in to help you grow and build your business. It's not going to always be your quote unquote idea as the owner to come up with new ways to do things or innovative ways or different ways to do things. Your employees have a lot of great ideas because they're now the hands and feet of the company that are out seeing everything that's needed to be seen while you as the owner are running your business. You're working on your business. You're not working in your business. So as well well, well, we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> we'll get into that one a little later. But for those, for those that have those employees that are constantly looking at things and trying to improve how things are done, those are the, the employees you want to embrace more from an entrepreneurship standpoint and allow them to look at the way things are done, come up with new ideas and help foster that but support it support them in their their abilities because what actually happens is growth in the company over over time and
0: and it's not and it's not linear growth correct right i mean so you take a, that plumbing firm as an as an sa- example right you may have you may be the plumber that is still trying to be out there soldering all of your joints because that's the way you learned mm-hmm. it and that's the craftsmanship of it and that's what's going on and there's no way I'm going to use these compression fittings because I don't trust them and, you know, the Milwaukee Tool compression fitting connector for, you need three of them for different sizes mm-hmm. and, and allow all those things to happen. I'm not going to invest, you know, $2,500 in equipment and then all the fittings cost more and all these things. Why not? If, if 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 you're not teaching soldering anymore and how to sweat pipes and fire hazards and different mm-hmm. materials and houses today and different things, why would you not try something different? And you see more and more organizations going to these compression type fittings in the plumbing world yeah. and 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 all those things and and PEX and all that stuff that was just like, well, no, we can't do this. Well, you you can if you decide to. Right.
1: Well, let's let's. Kind of jump on the plumbing side for, for a hot second. Think about when we first, you know, you're you're soldering all these pipes, nothing's going to a centralized location. It's almost a one-shot, you know, home run type deal, usually. Now we go to packs, and it was traditionally a one-shot deal. Now we're going to Manifolds, which Normally wasn't done. Somebody came up with the idea for a manifold. It could have been, you know, an entrepreneur in a business, in a plumbing shop that said, Hey, look, I've got this idea where I want to, you know, why can't we just come into a centralized location and then put everything out from there?
0: Right. Why can't we do it? Like the electricians do Mm -hmm. it and just go from there and distribute and we can. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it makes life a whole lot easier. And I love watching those. I like watching the manifold videos of these guys on Pex. Mm-hmm. The, hey, you know, your plumber's OCD when? Yes. Here's the Christmas tree of, <laughs> of hot and cold. It's, it's, it's awesome. Right.
1: But you think of things like that and how they, were, how they were started. Typically, they're started internally within a company. And then it fosters some additional creativity and flourishes into another business, which is great. Right. So it's it's as we take these po- these post-it notes, mm-hmm. the post-it note story. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, that story is. We tried it, we tried it, we tried it, we couldn't get the glue to work what, what we wanted to do. But the secretary's like, oh, yeah, these are great. Kept taking all the scraps out and turned it into a business inside 3M. Right. Because it, the engineer thought it was it didn't work and it wasn't right. But they were looking at it through their own lens versus the lens of somebody else. Absolutely. And finding that opportunity that existed. So we kind of hit on the on business in business, which I'm not a not a big fan of that statement because it just it creates delineation. And <laughs> it does often create well, and it often creates anger and frustration hmm. and lack of self-worth to many of the individuals that are that hmm. own the business um, It creates a very negative connotation. So I, I don't like that those statements because they're decisions along the way. They are. And. And it gets people very frustrated. So let's talk about that on in or strategy, non-tactical versus strategic, how, whatever words you want to use. Right. Where do you ask your clients, particularly when they're, or even maybe anybody you might be mentoring currently, where do you ask them to start putting that creative hat on? How, how often do they, do you try to get them the problem solver, think about things differently than just go get shit done?
1: Almost every single session I have with them. There's, there's a component to the creative wonder, the thing with the creative wonder or the one key issue. We both know what it is. It's action. At some point, you've got to take freaking action.
0: You actually have, to. you know to- <laughs> what execution is the greatest place for all good ideas to, to die.
1: die. Right. And, but again, just like you mentioned, just like you said, it's a conscious decision to flip back and forth. Now we're not saying that you, as a business owner, you are always working on your business and never working in your business. Cause honestly, it really doesn't work that way, but the percentage Correct. of time that you spend working on your business versus in your business, that's where the magic actually comes into play is understanding the ratio of what makes sense for you and your business. So Brad, I'm going to flip that with you, your question how often are you having that conversation with your clients?
0: Correct. And being comfortable letting go. hmm mm-hmm. It depends on where they're at and what problems we're looking to solve. But often it's about getting them to understand what is the larger right. goal and getting them to focus on the two or three things and creating that decision matrix of their own filter. What? Right. Um, many entrepreneurs are ADHD or very high I or high D and they like squirrels. They Mm -hmm. like the things they like to fidget. They like great ideas. Yeah, really. (laughs) Right. Because they've taken the risk. They're out there and they don't like the status quo and the long play is not the strength of their, of their visionary. So really working to get to them down to what matters to you and help me understand. So we can put it through that lens and that Mm -hmm. filter to, Understand that when somebody comes up with those ideas, and it also helps the intrapreneur within the organizations to know where those boundaries are. You know, when I had my team back at Bucyrus and, you know, building out my my team from 2 to 12, mm-hmm. doing all those things, our filter for how we were going to buy things was basically it went down from safety, our, our design and buying practices. Does it impact safety positively or negatively? Does it uh, impact quality Positively or negatively? Does it impact our delivery, yep. and does it impact price? Our fourth characteristic and fourth filter was dollars and cents. We took care of everything else ahead of the dollars because if we do those other th- three things correctly, the dollars work out. Instead of the other way around, like you morons yeah. in automotive. Hey, we only care about the price. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then we got these large recalls right. because we got it for a really great price. Don't know what that recall cost you at the end of the day, but hey, guess what? you got those three cents to make those shareholders happy for, for a while. So understanding what you're going to filter, use your lens for, I've got a gentleman right now that we're working on and okay, what do you want to mm-hmm. do this year for 2024? And mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. diversification of Yeah, We're talking about shop efficiency and better utilization of the yeah. assets that they have. Cause they're also building an expansion and expanding the facility. And we're talking about some margin activity And not just, and we're talking about gross margin, not where everybody can have an impact on gross margin, not necessarily bottom line, because no one can stop Mm -hmm. them from hiring 35 employees and watching the money go out the door, but everybody can have an impact on gross margin and lead time and efficiency and effectiveness and all those other things. So putting things in place to force his organization and his people to start thinking like entrepreneurs, which then become entrepreneurs of how do we do our job better? Mm -hmm. And more effectively without necessarily putting the moniker of do it my way on them. So that's the way I go about it with my with some of the clients to say, okay, let's figure this out. Get the message, preach the message, live the message every day. Because once you do that and you talk about it, then people believe you. And once they start believing you, they get excited and they find opportunity and they do the things they need to
1: do to uh, make that happen. Yeah. And I would say, though, the one last thing with this is to celebrate those employees that come up with these ideas, celebrate them in different, celebrate them in different ways. Every employee may or may not be looking for some recognition and that recognition is different, but it's often lost on, you know, hey, this person actually did help move the business forward. So, you know, it's often underlooked or overlooked. I mean where as business owners may not be celebrating the entrepreneurship as much as they should
0: right because the new idea the new thing and you know a 25 dollar gas card doesn't have to be huge right uh if the gentleman is or lady you know if they like hunting great here's your cabela's gift card or bass pro Mm -hmm. shop or here's a take go to a nice dinner or here's a Take your family or passes to the movie theater, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be huge, but know something about them. Do not make it the pool of cesspool of, hey, just come and pick and choose because there's no value to that to
1: anybody. But make it genuine and authentic. Correct. And it helps it. Doing that helps to reciprocate the innovation and entrepreneurship within your organization. 1,000%. So,
0: Thank you for the conversation today, sir.
1: Yeah, and, anytime. And
0: uh, if we are looking for, if, if as our li- listeners are out there in this trades, manufacturing, et cetera, and you're looking for ways to uh, create that entrepreneurship opportunity within your organizations, do not hesitate to reach out to Steve or I to uh, yeah. have conversations on how to do that because we've both done it, lived it. And um, when you make those things happen, it's freaking awesome. It, it is, is a absolutely. great place to work at that point in time. And it- I'm not saying it comes with its own drawbacks. There are drawbacks because people sometimes get petty, but ultimately <laughs> it creates a much larger gain for the organization and you can uh, create some better filters for long-term growth. Mm-hmm. So, so thank you for being here today, Mr. Doyle, right. and we thank will you. talk to you soon.
1: All right. Have a good one.
0: Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching Inc., If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herda. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.